Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and we are so glad you joined us today on Rooted Deep. And Allie and I are here diving into the book of Philippians, right Allie? Oh yeah, we love it. We're in the second chapter right now. I'm excited. Yeah, so this is some good stuff. So we hope that you have maybe joined us on the first podcast that kicked this series off, which was Philippians chapter one. Um, And we overviewed. So always an encouragement. If you didn't join us, go back and grab those earlier podcasts and you can join us on the podcast and be able to join us in our study of the book of Philippians. There are worksheets that we're providing for you over on our uh, Dare for More app. And if you would like to download study sheets to just kind of study with us through the book, you can just go over to the Dare for More app, download those study sheets right from the podcast. So it's just, um, you know, one of the things, Allie, we've been talking about as we kick this off for those that maybe are just joining us for the first time today is how powerful the word of God is in our life and how yes. it changes us. Yes. And no matter how many times you read something so familiar, Philippians might be very familiar to, mm-hmm. to a lot of us, but it's continually, it's quick and powerful and it continues to move, um, to move our hearts. Uh, and that's, that's, what's so exciting about going back and studying something that would be very, very familiar to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So as we look today in Philippians chapter two, we're going to see Paul make a lot of contrast and comparisons in this chapter. He's going to, uh, you know, kind of go back and forth with using words, uh, he'll say like this. So he's Mm -hmm. comparing something to this and we're going to be able to note those. So in your study guide, that's going to be a real helpful little tool for you as you go through. But as, as we kick off the study, Ellie, I just was looking at verses, uh, really two through five. Yeah. Uh, you know, Paul is kind of telling them in verse two that they, he would love for them to make him joyful. Um, mm-hmm. If they would act like this, if he, if they would behave this way, it would bring him great joy. And of course, Paul is like a father to these people. Yeah. So we understand the way he's wording this. Um, it's almost like your dad saying mm-hmm. to you as a child, you know, uh, hey, look, if, you know, I need you to do this. This is yeah. going to be a blessing to the family. Mm-hmm. Please do this. And that's kind of Paul's attitude yeah. here. It's like, hey, if you want to be a blessing to me in prison as I'm writing this, and if you want to be a blessing to the body of Christ, then this should be what you, this is what you should do. This is what you right. should look like. And he lists these things here, um, like-minded, of mm-hmm. having that same love, right. being of one, one accord, accord. Yeah. one mind. Mm-hmm. So you automatically, you get just in one verse, uh, verse two, uh, you get all of these ones and the sames and every, you know, you get this, Paul's just driving through and he's like, be like each other yeah. in these things. And I think that it really, because we started, like you said last week, we start with a therefore in chapter two, because he talked in chapter one, mm-hmm. remember we talked about striving together, mm-hmm. remember? And, and, and that yeah. phrase. And so then in chapter two, he's like, this is how you do it. We're all working together. So one mind, one accord, one love, you know, one, one spirit. Yeah. And, you know, these are this is one little verse that has so much challenge to it, Yeah, Um, because honestly, when we think about being of the same mind. That right there, (laughs) 
you know, it's like, at least, at least, you know, right now in our country and even mm-hmm. in the church, the church yeah. itself, there are so many fractures. Right. And there's so many of us that are on different sides of so many issues, whether mm-hmm. they be theological issues, political mm-hmm. issues, whether they just be worldview issues, yeah. whatever you want to come across. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's so many differing opinions. And unfortunately, those varying opinions have many times drawn these great fracturing lines right. between people. And so we don't worship together. We don't mm-hmm. fellowship together because there's this great chasm that's been drawn over these things. And I think if Paul were here today, he would write these words to us again. Again. Say, Wake up church. Yeah. Hang on people. You mm-hmm. have, you know, yeah, there may be a lot of things you disagree on, mm-hmm. but there ought to be things that we should be like-minded about. Yeah. There's same mind about, and those same mind is about the things that Christ said. Right. You yeah. Know, the things his in words. his word. What mm-hmm. did he say? Well, yeah. if he said it, then let's, let's agree <laughs> on it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, And, you know, and I think I think that is important, especially like you said, especially right now, because we always focus on we on what we don't agree on. And we spend our time focusing on that and and trying to really just win that argument when if we would just sit down and say, hey, you know, we agree. We agree about love in Christ. We, we are on the same page on, you know, on the, on the importance of the word God, we agree on loving your brother and loving your neighbor. And I, but I think we always start from that, um, from that platform of what do you disagree with? Because I, you know, how, where do we disagree? Yeah. Which is, which is, you know, unfortunate. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure these Philippian people were probably all over the map. Like we are in so many different ways. I doubt that they were, their issues might've been different, but honestly they were probably stretched breaking point as well as they were suffering many of them uh during the time of this writing and so paul is like hey um be of the same mind and then he says having the same love Mm. and wow and you know i think sometimes okay how can i have the same love as someone else and we know that from from an earthly perspective you know there's a lot of people that maybe i in a friendship maybe i love my friend more than they love me and it's really Mm. obvious Or maybe in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, one person loves the other one and the other person's like, yeah, I don't know if I love you or not. You know, I'm not (laughs) sure I'm all that yet. But, you know, when it comes to the body of Christ, God's called us to love like he loves. And so therefore we love with his love. And in Mm -hmm. that, we can love the same. The same, yeah. And remembering that it is part of the fruit of the spirit. And so it's not coming from this love that we're talking about. It's not an emotional it's yeah. not, um, again, whether we, whether we like, um, again, whether we're focusing on what we know we, that, that love, that spiritual love that comes from Christ, that comes from the spirit. Um, it's one of those things that that transcends those disagreements. It, tra- it should transcend, yeah. you know, um, those things. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a spiritual, it's a, that fruit and how do we get there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's so important you pointed that out because the fruit of the spirit is something that is born in us by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that we sit at night and go, manufacture okay, more fruit, more fruit, more fruit. You know, it's not like that. Oh. We get that fruit. Jesus told us, and you know, and of course yeah. our passage, I don't know how many times we refer to this passage, but in John 15 is if you'll abide in me mm-hmm. and I'll abide in you and you'll abide in my word, then what did he say? You'll have my love. Much fruit. Yeah. You will. Love, yeah. you will you will bear the love Much of fruit, my love yeah. will abide in you that and love. that love will come forth because mm-hmm. you know we got other challenging verses to love your enemy and i mean 
forget about loving those people that you actually would have some things in common with right. or that you or that you have agreements with but man beyond that how do i how do i even think about loving my enemy um without the love of god right Yes, exactly. And so, and that's, and I think that's why he, he does make, you know, when, when we're talking about this is coming from Christ and through Christ, that's the only way we're going to be able to have that unity, that one mind, that one love, one accord. Yeah. Yeah. And so then he comes up and, and you just let into it. He says, okay, so be then of one accord. And he goes back to be of one, that one, one mind. mind again. So it's that repeated concept there. So it's like, wait a minute, one accord. It means we're, we're together. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost the idea of we're joining hands on this yeah. thing, we're going through this together. And I just think right now, if there's ever been a time when the body of Christ needs to link arms and hands and say, you know what, we're going to do this thing together because we desperately need each other. God has given us each other to walk through this life with and to be encouragement to each other with. Mm-hmm. And so let's, let's link arms on this thing and let's go yeah. through it together. I think it's now. Um, Mm -hmm. so these words, you know, we don't have to, I hear sometimes people say, let's make, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help make the word of God relevant to you today. And I always laugh when they say that. And I'm like, the word of God is relevant. (laughs) relevant. Yeah. You don't have to make it relevant. It is relevant. So, you know, I think that these words are so relevant to where we live right now and in this place. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I think it's, it's, it, we make it irrelevant when we put our own, and we're going to be talking about this when we put our own mind Mm-hmm. on what the on what what the bible is saying and we we try to push it to fit and and that and then we're like well it's just not relevant because it doesn't apply to me no you yeah. it's the bible is not going to change you're the one who has to change yeah, yeah we have to change and, yeah. and we we're we're so guilty of that at times mm-hmm. yeah. trying to restructure a verse to fit our the way <laughs> we want it to say so that it fits the way i want to live so that i don't have to be i don't have to deal with my sin and my conscience and the mm-hmm. holy spirit conviction yeah those kind of things. But I love this because it goes on and, and he says, you know, we don't want to do anything through strife. Okay. We're, 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 we're now he's kind of fleshing these concepts out a little bit by making it really, what does that look like then? Yeah. But it's, it's esteeming others better than ourselves. The bottom line is we're putting away the striving. And I've, and I, and when I think about you, Ali, I should think about you as 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 better than me I'm, I'm 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 thinking about you in a way that i'm how can i serve you right not how can you serve me mm-hmm. exactly and and again that's what the he because i i feel like paul um is is completing this thought of he's talking to them about things that are really very very spiritual yeah. same mind same love full accord and one you know in one mind mm-hmm. and then he's like okay now let's talk about you humans us humans that have yeah conceit and vainglory and strife let's talk about what that looks like because practically um that that's who we are as human beings not spiritual we're constantly going to be seeking out what's best for us personally Mm -hmm. not what's best for the other person so then i think he got like super practical on this and say okay are you guys thinking of each other or are you thinking of yourselves and you know and it honestly it's 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 so easy, at least it is for me. Maybe it's not easy for anybody else, but it's, it's so easy for me to think of myself and I get caught in that loop and it, it takes something to go, okay, wait, wake, wake up, snap out of it. Um, you're really being selfish, you know, and uh, quit, quit acting that way. But I think as we submit ourselves in God's word 
and we get into God's word and we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, I think the Holy Spirit kind of, he speaks to us and he's like, hey, Reba, you're really being selfish right now. And it's like, oh, man, I really am. Uh, I need to, I need to not be so selfish right here. You know, I need to be thinking about other people and not looking at verse four talks that don't look look at your own things. Mm -hmm. And and it's, that's kind of the way we are. We're like, okay, I want to get all my things done. And then when I'm done with my stuff, then let's talk about your stuff. But he's like, look, how about flipping that around and look on the things of other others. And, um, I know somebody's out there right now. Yeah. But go, well, it, well, if I do that, who will think about me? Right. And you know, that's a t- that is a legitimate question. There ought to be somebody in your life that would put you first. But the bottom line is this. We know that Christ says, if we'll act and behave in this yes. way, regardless of how we're treated back, if we'll behave in this way, God will bless us and our lives will be better yeah. for us. And that's one of the things, again, when we, when we talk about, every time we talk about this type of, um, of, well, I want to do that, but what about, what about me? What about me? And it goes back (laughs) to trust. Do you trust God enough Mm -hmm. to obey verse verses two, three, and four and Mm -hmm. say, I don't, again, because I don't care about if I, if you don't care about yourself, you Mm -hmm. care about others, then Mm -hmm. the one person who has told you to do this in the first place is the one who's most likely to know your intimate and exact needs Mm -hmm. and it's God. So you need to, that's where trust again comes in. And, and, and it's at that part and that part's hard. And that part is, is a true step of faith. Um, but you get there again through, through the word of God and through just saying, Hey, Christ did it. Oh, absolutely. Because I know, you know, I can speak as a single woman, but I don't Mm -hmm. think this is just a a single woman issue. I know a lot of married women that could say amen to this as well, but there, if you expect someone else to fulfill all your needs, if you're married, maybe you expect your husband to do it. Or or if you're single and you're looking for a man, because you think that man is going to make all this, this, this need go away. That's just not true. No. Um, and when we learn, like you said, to put the faith and the trust in Christ, to turn to him as the answer, the fulfiller, the, the, you know, the solver of our, of our holes and our gaps and our empty spaces, then all of a sudden God begins to do his work in us. So if you're married, that changes that dynamic for you. And if you're single, it changes the dynamic for you. Um, and I, I'm, you know, I think that's one of the greatest truths God has given me as an anchor to my soul as a single woman is the fact that God really does supply the needs that we have. Yeah. And he really does see those needs. Like you said, those mm-hmm. little dark, empty places that nobody mm-hmm. else really knows about that we're just hoping somebody will see and recognize and go right. feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And God says, I see those things. I yeah. know what you need. And I, I can, I can meet those needs. So you lift your head and get out there and do the things I've called you to do. Right. And I'll, I'll fill the rest up. And I think, you know, that's traps that women fall into, whether single or married, mm-hmm. trying yeah. to hope somebody else is going to ride in on a white horse and make it all work. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that's one of the things And as a married, as a married woman, I can say the same thing that I, I love my husband. He's wonderful. Um, but mm-hmm. if I'm expecting, that's a lot of pressure to put on a yeah. human being yeah. to fulfill everything exactly. that I, I, I need, uh, you know, and, and the Disney princess line and the rom-com, you right. know, that, yeah. that we're all buying into, you know, he's not yeah. going to stand outside and, and hold up a boom box and, right. you know, and 
that's not going to happen, you know, and if I'm waiting for that and and if that's, what's going to fulfill you no. and as a married woman, it's the same, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. You still have those, you still have that emptiness, um, because you're, you're putting your faith in a human being instead of putting your faith in, in Christ. Yeah. So I know, I think we may, may, we may have sidestepped just a tad on that, but maybe that was the Holy Spirit leading us a little bit there. But I do think this is just so Mm -hmm. important in our lives, understanding that, that we want to be together. We want to be, as Paul, you know, uh, exhorts us here, that we want to be of one mind, one heart, one accord, one love, so that we can fulfill this mission that God has left us here to do. Mm. And then you get to verse five, which I think is like the knot. Um, it's almost like, you know, you got rope on this side, you got a knot tied in the middle, and then you got more rope on the other side. And, and Paul says, look, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Jesus. So it's like, okay, all these things I've just been telling you about, this like-mindedness mm-hmm. and this one heart and one love and all this, all this stuff I've been describing, well, that's like Jesus was, you know? And so it's like, let this, let this mind be in you like it was in Jesus. So really Paul is yeah. telling us, be like Jesus. Jesus was like, yeah. be like Jesus. And then so he goes to the other side of the verse and he actually gives us an illustration or an example from mm-hmm. Jesus's life, how that Jesus yeah. left heaven mm-hmm. and let and laid down all of his righteousness and his his robe of righteousness or his his glory, so yeah. so to speak, to come into the form of a man. Now we know he was mm-hmm. a sinless man. Yeah, right. Still, he was he had things to enter his life as a man that would never have yeah. entered his life as God. Exactly. And I love, I, you know, he talks about because he, okay, be like Christ. And what did that look like? And he, and he goes just pure doctrine on this one. He, as God, um, took off the, you know, took off the robe of, um, uh, you know, made himself nothing taking on the form of a servant, you know, um, he did. And, and then he, he, in human form, found in fashion as a man in human form, he humbled himself all the way to the cross. And so that, this is, this is the mind that he's asking. That's quite a big, he's like, be like Christ, but what did Christ yeah. do? And it's a huge, it's kind of like, well, Christ went to the cross. Yeah. Well, yeah. before Christ went to the cross, cross took off, Christ took off the form of God and put on the form of a servant. Yeah. And, um, and I love that picture because we see mm-hmm. it again in physical form when, um, in the upper room, when Christ, uh, wash the disciples feet. I don't know if you guys remember that there was, they had, they had eaten, they were done. He stood up, mm-hmm. but then he took off his robes Yep. and, um, and then he, and he wrapped a towel around his waist and then he knelt down and he started serving. He started washing the feet of Jesus. And so we know that if anybody else had come into the room, they would have immediately probably in this culture, in that, in that culture back in the day, they would have snapped their feet at the person who was, or snapped their fingers at the person who was wrapped in a towel, washing people's feet. And they would have expected the same thing. Why? Because Christ didn't keep his robes on and stand up as a teacher. He took his robes off, put on the the form and fashion of a Mm -hmm. servant. He wrapped himself in a towel and grabbed it and started and started washing it. And so then, so we're talking about if you don't know what Christ did in the spiritual realm, as far as like this, if you don't understand um, Christ, you know, taking off the form of God, putting on the form 
of man and human form and cloaking himself in man, then you can look at, you can look back at the disciples um, feet being washed and say, okay, that's what it looks like in human form. That's what it looks like in real time. He took off his identity as a teacher. He took off the identity as the The rabbi, the master, the greatest in the room became the least in the room. And that's what he's saying. That goes back to look not on your own interests. Mm-hmm. Every, think of everybody as as higher than yourself and here's how christ did it yeah. um in yeah, the spiritual realm as well as in the physical yeah, realm. and we live in a world that so fights back to that we're like yeah. hey you lead with you and then everyone else will follow and, and yeah. i you know as a counselor i do think there are times when when people need to attend to themselves okay in order to be able to attend to others you do need to attend to yourself so but but we lead with ourselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And Jesus is, man, what an example. And I love that illustration that you just gave us about Jesus taking off his robes and washing feet. It's the servant. And mm-hmm. most of us don't like that idea. Right, exactly. We push back against that idea of being a servant. In fact, Paul would go so far to introduce himself when he says a servant of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. most of the time in the Greek that is translated into the word doulos, which is Mm -hmm. this is actually the word for slave. Yeah. And I mean, um, and so, whoa, wait a minute now, Mm. nobody wants to be a slave. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet Paul said, that is my mindset when it Mm -hmm. comes to how I serve the Lord is that I'll do whatever he asks me to do. I'm no longer my own, but I'm, I'm bought with a price. I'm his. And so I think there's beauty in that. Um, in our culture, we really do have to think it through because these are words that we kick back against very strongly, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so important that we do take the time to meditate on this and to process through what are the, what are the principle? What is Jesus teaching us? And he's teaching us to serve one another. I love it. Right. And I think, and, and it goes to when he, when he, when he makes this comparison to here's what Christ did, it goes to identity. It goes to rights and position and, and, and authority. And a lot of times those are the things that we hold dear as human beings. Don't mess with my title. Don't mess with my rights. Don't mess with my, my position. Um, and and then and, and and Paul is saying Christ left it all behind his identity his position his 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 authority his you know everything he left it all behind and became what and it's that next word he humbled himself and and yes. we've been talking about humility since verse two um, because when you're of one of when you're of one accord yeah you ha- you cannot be of one accord unless you are humble you yeah. cannot be of one mind with other people around you unless you are humble. Mm-hmm. And, and, right. and, and you're, and you're not stepping out. And so then the next, the next word that we come to is that word obedience. Yeah. And you're just like, oh man, that was my word last year. Um, you know, you have a word of the year and I was like, yeah. well, my word is going to be obey. And, um, but I, I hadn't gotten to the point where I'm like, I'll obey, but it's like, um, I wanted to be obedient out front. Yeah. And I, I didn't, I, lo- I left that, that element of humility and submission in the background a little gotcha. bit. Yeah, you know, and I think in verse 21, it's so interesting because as Paul's writing this, he just says everybody he knows at this point is seeking their own and mm-hmm. none uh, are seeking the things of Christ. So you all, you really see why this is a passion and a burden on his heart right now because yeah. Paul says, as I look around me to see those who would be, be described like this, here's mm-hmm. the deal. I look around and I see everybody is seeking their own things. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think... If he were living today, 
I wonder how if he could write the same words. I look around me and I see a world seeking their own things. Mm -hmm. I see a church body mm -hmm. seeking their own things. And here he says, look, let's just, let's seek the things that are God's. And then, right. of course, he goes on to say that through the death of Christ, then Christ, then God exalted Christ. Yeah. So there's a day coming, every knee is mm -hmm. going to bow. And Jesus is going to be high and lifted up. He's no longer going to be the one hanging on that tree. He's no longer right. going to be the one suffering. He's no longer mm -hmm. going to be the servant. He is going to be this, this uh, risen Lord who is mm -hmm. reigning. And then, then there's that high scripture says that we will rule and reign with him. So right. if yeah. you're waiting on your day to come, if you're a believer, it will come. It's just not in here. So let's, you know, get in the dirt here and let's get things done. And I was thinking, I, as I was thinking, as you were saying this high and lifted up and, and you think about that moment and even, you know, that moment where we're going to cast our crowns at mm -hmm. his feet and remember that he, when he was in human form, washed the feet of the disciples and imagine like the disciples saying, I've got crowns and you, this is so weird because you washed my feet and now I'm going to throw everything, you know, back, back to you. Yeah. And, um, and, and that day is coming. And I, and, and I think again, this goes back to faith and trust and just say, Hey, I trust you enough to not worry about my own interest. I trust you enough to not worry about my own mind. I trust you enough to be obedient and submissive and begin having having that mind of Christ. And 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 he gives us, you know, Paul gives us examples. He gives us an example in his own life where he talks about he's he's being poured out um, as an offering and a sacrifice, um, yeah. and he can rejoice with them. And then he gives those, those practical examples of Timothy and Epaphroditus who are serving. And he's like, it looks like this, it looks like this. And, 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 and it's obedience and it's thinking of others. And I think he gave some really, um, practical examples of here's what it looks like when you're no longer worried about yourself, mm -hmm. when you're worried about somebody else and when you're seeking their, their interest and their well being. Yeah. And I, these are, this is just so, boy, right where we live today. And mm -hmm. I think there's probably, man, you're listening. And I mean, I'm convicted talking. So uh, somebody's got to be convicted listening. So, um, you know, as we, as we read through this passage and think about these things, boy, I, I think it's so much more to just read and mm -hmm. say, man, that was, that really hit me hard. But there's that next step to say, Lord, I'm really sorry. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I failed you in this way and I want to be different and yeah. help me to be different and start working to be different. Yeah. And I think one, you know, one practical way as we're, as we're reading through Philippians two is um, understanding again, we, we, this doesn't come humanly or naturally. Yeah. This mind of Christ comes through, you know, through the the power of the Holy spirit um, that has already been given to us. We just need to, you know, abide. Um, but, and I think, I think one of the practical ways you could do this is pray, Lord, I, I, I there's some, there's some changes I need to make. There's some humility you mm -hmm. need to give me. There's some submission and obedience, but maybe make a, maybe make a list. Maybe it's within your, within your, your work environment or whether it's within your, a small group environment or, or your ministry at the church where you've mm -hmm. kind of been 
um, more about your own interests and maybe write in, in your marriage or in mm-hmm. your in your family dynamic and say where can I begin to have the mind of Christ and 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 make some make some notes I can be that mm-hmm. I can have more of a, a of of a servant heart in my small group or in my marriage or in you know in my work environment and I think that would be a really good practical way and just have you know and pray over this list and have the Lord bring them because he's going to bring things to your mind if he has not already because he has to me um and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and so as, as convicting as again, his word is continually powerful. And as we're talking through or get, get with a friend and say, Hey, um, you know, I want to talk to, I want to talk you through this, this Philippians yeah. two thing, because I need, I really need this in my heart. Yeah. Cause that's exactly what we're doing here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We're just kind of talking through this. Yeah. And, uh, so, and like we would, if, I mean, this kind of sounds like a conversation Ellie would, Ellie and I would have if, if she had a mm-hmm. cup of coffee and I had a diet Coke and we were yep. sitting, uh, processing through this. And so I think there's real value in that, mm-hmm. um, yeah. honest, Absolutely. honest relationships with each other, holding each other accountable. So yeah, I love that. That's just so yeah. good. So, good. so as you know, so as we're wrapping it up today, I want, you know, go back and read it a couple times, read Philippians two, maybe cross reference back to John 13 to where he washed, um, he washed his disciples feet. I'm pretty sure it's John 13. It is. John um, and yes. And, uh, and then, and, and then maybe write some things down, um, as you're going through, we hope you've been listening and, and, and if not, and if you've jumped on, we hope you go back and listen, um, you know, to podcast, uh, that we're talking about Philippians one. Um, now we're, we're doing Philippians two, but again, if you're reading, if you're coming, we want you to, to, we're kind of having a little bit of a contest here we too. Are. We're doing, we're hashtagging, um, we're hashtagging a little bit. And so we do ha- um, hashtag rooted deep dia at uh, rooted deep DFM. And we want you, we want you to comment. We want you to post. We want you to share, share the podcast and we will be giving away um, there. You know, there's a couple of giveaways, right? Reba, what are those? Yeah. Uh, we are giving away. The big giveaway is going yeah. to be an inductive study Bible. Wow. And so we're going to be giving away a big inductive study Bible. And we thought that would be a super way to do that as, as we've been studying through the book of Mm -hmm. Philippians and as our rooted deep theme verses really anchor in Psalm one, where it talks about just getting our roots going deep into the word Mm -hmm. of God to find a successful life. So we, Allie and I both love the inductive study Bible. It is a slow you down way mm-hmm. to go through your Bible. It'll tell you, read chapter one and look for this, look, read chapter yeah. two and look for this. And so, um, I, I think you're going to love that. That's going to be our big giveaway. And then I think, uh, uh, both of our ministries are going to do some toss in some giveaways. So Mercy's yeah. going to toss in some jewelry and a few mm-hmm. giveaways on that day. A uh, dear from is going to toss in a few Bible studies and a few things as well yeah. that we're going to toss in. So, um, boy, the last week of this, uh, the, the, this month, um, yeah. which is coming up here pretty soon. Uh, it's going to be our big giveaway day uh, as we celebrate. Yeah. Uh, man, Allie, we've been doing this podcast for a year now. We got, you know what? Pandemic, right? Smack in the middle of 2020. Yeah. Uh, Reba just called me and said, hey, I'm bored. Let's do something. <laughs> that's not really That's not really what happened. We had been yeah. praying about, you know, taking on a project. And, yeah. uh, and, and our first podcast was a year ago. It'll be a year mm-hmm. ago at the end of this month. So we're excited to have, to have just, you know, joined up with everybody for a year. And we're thankful um, for that. And that's why we kind of wanted to celebrate with some giveaways. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we're going to record that, actually. Um, Reba's going to be here in the Dominican doing a, doing a yeah. retreat for us. And so we're excited about that. So we'll be recording together our podcast for the first time ever. Um, 
and uh, she's gonna see how how tough it is to get all of my ducks in a row and not have motorcycles driving through that we might end up having a motorcycle drive through the podcast just, we, for, just we to usually celebrate. do we usually pick up a few <laughs> little bird noises and a few right. uh, and a few motorcycles uh or trucks honking their horn or something uh coming through the Dominican. that's okay it, it adds flavor to our podcast yes yes so, uh, so. yeah but we're excited yeah. about that so hashtag yeah. rooted deep DFM, and mm-hmm. that's what gets you entered into the drawings um, that we'll be having. And and we want you to tell us, don't I mean it's great to hashtag rooted deep DFM, but if yeah. you if tell us something God's teaching you through yeah. the book of Philippians, that right. really um, because then we can grow together. We mm-hmm. you may see something we didn't see, and we yeah. would love to be able to share that on the air and say, wow, you know, Susie and Virginia this really spoke to her so be sure and we're uh be sure and put those out there so that we can look those up and be able to share great thank you so much for joining us today and we're going to have a a great time next week uh with philippians 3 and so everybody stay rooted deep all right we'll see you next time thank you for listening to rooted deep to learn more about dare for more ministries go to dareformore.org and Look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.